1: you <laughs>
0: Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, April 18th, 2020, and welcome to episode 203 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw, of course, back on the line here with you. As we get set, of course, to talk about everything that went on here in the radio network here this week, and we had a Whole, I had a whole bunch of items, of course, on the table that we talked about, but and of course we will get to all that. Plus, also we'll bring you today's wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you caught up on some other wrestling news tidbits that, of course, <clears throat> of course, that are that that of course, like us, that, that are, of course, that is making the rounds here, courtesy of obviously, of course, of 411mania.com. If you, care to, if you care to join us, of course, for <clears throat> for our uh, show this, here, this evening, of course, 203, a power hour, please feel free to give us a call. Phone number, as always, ladies and gentlemen, is 1-605-562-0444, caller ID, uh, 141-364-pound, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get these going here as we start off. As we said, with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, April the eighteenth. Uh, let me see here. Let me do some, of course, do some, do some math right here. On this date in nineteen eighty-two, ladies and gentlemen, in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Hulk Hogan defeated the late Nick Bachwinkle to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. AWA President Stanley Blackburn overturns the decision six days later, citing both men used illegal objects in the match. The title change was voided and the win stricken from the record books. In a little bit of trivia, on the one-year anniversary of, of the decision being overturned, Hogan again defeated Bachwinkel for the title in a no disqualification match. Again, Stanley Blackburn strips Hogan of the belt, returned it to Bachwinkle. The second time Hogan was stripped of the title, played a part in Hogan, leaving the AWA for the WWF by the end of the year. Um, Of course, we don't know. Obviously, of course, I guess I don't know if Mr. Blackburn actually didn't have a thing for Hulk Hogan or not. I'm not sure, but I'm sure there was possibly something along along the way here. Uh, Well, We'll never know ladies and gentlemen, but of course that, that, that is to each its own right there. Uh, also 30 also on this let's see 35 years ago today I should say excuse me there ladies and gentlemen, uh, which would be 19 I believe let's see. yes, 1985, Bruiser Brody makes his singles debut for New Japan pro Wrestling against Antonio Inoki. Uh, 30 years ago today which you put it at 1990. Salvador Guerrero Quiet, Quesada, hope I pronounced that name correctly, best known to Lucha Libre fans as Gory Guerrero, sadly died of cirrhosis of the liver due to hepatitis in his home of El Paso, Texas. He was sixty-nine years old. Born January 11, 1921, in Ray, Arizona, to a family of migrant workers, Salvador attended school in the United States until his mother's death at age nine. His family moved to Mexico, where his father worked as an interpreter. Guerrero joined a gym, intending to learn boxing. He learned wrestling instead from Diablo Velasco and El Indio Meja. He debuted in September 1937 in a losing effort to El Rojo, initially wrestling as Joe Morgan. He was renamed Gory Guerrero due to his bloody matches. The word "gory" obviously bloody. Yes. 1943, Guerrero debuted for EMLL and was the promotion's rookie of the year. His first his first championships came in 1945, winning both the Mexican National Welterweight and Middleweight Championships. Late in the decade, Guerrero teamed with El Santo as La Perea Atomica, or the Atomic Pair. The two even appeared in a few of Santos' films together. In February 1946, Guerrero ended Tarzan Lopez's four-year reign as NWA middleweight champion. In 1954, Gordy took on NWA world heavyweight champion Luthez for the title, but he did not win. In February 1966, Guerrero left EMLL after refusing to drop the NWA world light heavyweight title to Ray Mendoza, Guerrero kept the physical belt for nearly a decade after he left. After working on the independent circuit, he went into training, booking, and promoting. He booked shows for WCCW and NWA Hollywood Wrestling. Gory called it a career in the 1980s, but he would leave a lasting legacy on the business. He invented the Gory Special, which was a back-to-back stretch hold. The hold was branched out into a number of maneuvers, including a face buster, which was called a Gory Bomb, a pile driver called a Barry White driver, a powerbomb called the Stu Hart Special, and a reverse STO, which was called the Dundee, and also a net breaker slash called the Widow's Peak. He was, he's also credited with inventing, let's see, uh, La Di Cabello, Cabello, or the Camel Clutch. Guerrero married Perlinda Lianas, sister of wrestler Enrique Ilanis, in 1947. The couple had six children, sons Chavo, Mondo, Hector, and Eddie, of course all of whom wrestled, and daughters Maria and Linda. Following his retirement, Guerrero sold auto insurance in the border for aspiring wrestlers training them in his backyard. In early early April 1990, Guerrero's liver failed and he developed cirrhosis due to hepatitis. The illness, sadly, would claim his life on April 18, 1990. He was 69 years old. In 1996, Guerrero was posthumously inducted into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. 20 years ago today, which would put it at the year 2000, as SmackDown taping in Philadelphia, Triple H defeated Taz in a non-title match. It's the first time that WWF's and ECW's world champions faced each other in a sanctioned bout. 16 years ago today, put it at 2004, WWE presented Backlash, the final encounter, from Rexall Place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada about 13,000 were in attendance with 320 thousand homes watching on pay-per-view that's down from 345,000 for the 2003 edition of course match ratings are from Wrestling Observer newsletter's Dave Melter as recorded in the internet wrestling database ratings are out of a possible five stars <clears throat> uh, we don't have those we don't have those numbers for the uh, unfortunately but I will of course go just to give you the matches in a Sunday night heat pre-show match Val Venus defeated Matt Hardy as for the actual matches, Shelton Benjamin defeated Ric Flair. Jonathan Coachman defeated Tajiri. Chris Jericho defeated Christian and Trish Stratus in a two-on-one handicap match. Victoria defeated Lita to retain the women's title. Randy Orton defeated Catus Jack in a hardcore match to retain the IC title. The Hurricane and Rosie defeated La Resistance, who was, of course, Robert Conway and Savon Brannier. Edge defeated Kane and Chris Benoit defeated both Shawn Michaels and Triple H via submission in a triple threat match to retain the world heavyweight title. Fifteen years ago today, put it at 2005, at a Raw <coughs> SmackDown Super Show taping in New York City, MM, of course, Joey Mercury, and Johnny Nitro, defeated Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio to win the WWE Tag Team titles. During the Raw portion of the taping, which aired live, Jim Ross defeated... Triple H in a no DQ match. Thirteen years ago today, we put it at. uh, Let me see. Yes, 2007. WWE ends its developmental relationship with Deep South Wrestling, promotion based in McDonald, Georgia, was founded by Jody Hamilton, who was also who who, his real name was Assassin, who was known in wrestling as Assassin Number One. This is actually the second incarnation of DSW. The first lasted from 1985 to 1988. The first incarnation ended shortly after Hamilton suffered a career-ending back injury. In the interim, Hamilton worked for WCW as a booker and a trainer for their training facility, the power plant. He would eventually become the school's director. The second incarnation of DSW left in just a year, a year and a half, opening on September 1st, 2005. Mike DeMiz Mazanen, of course, would be the first heavyweight champion of the promotion, winning the title that December. Other champions included Roughhouse O'Reilly, whose real name was Ryan Parmeter, who was Connor of WWE fame. Also Vita, Vito, I'm sorry, and Bradley J, who was TNA's Jay Bradley and Aiden O'Shea. Austin Creed, of course, we you know him as Xavier Woods, would win the DSW Heavyweight Title Post Split from WWE in July 2007. The promotion shut down for good in October of 2007. Following WWE DSW split, all talent under under WWE developmental deals were reassigned to Ohio Ohio Valley Wrestling. They would be reassigned again less than a year later when they ended their relationship, this time to Florida Championship Wrestling. Those that were not under WWE developmental deals left the company altogether. The WWE DSW split was far from amicable. In April 2009, Joey Hamilton filed a lawsuit against WWE claiming breach of contract. WWE, WWE, WWE did not give 90 days notice that the agreement was ending and t- intentional interference with the contractual and business relations. Two wrestlers alleged that then-WWE Executive Vice President of <laughs> Talent Relations, John Laurinaitis said that anyone who continued to work for Hamilton or DSW would never gain work in the wrestling industry. After WWE unsuccessfully filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit, The two sides settled before it was set to go to trial in January 2010. Terms of the settlement were not disclosed. Uh, Ten years ago today, put it at 2010, TNA presented lockdown from the Family Arena in St. Charles, Missouri. As per TNA tradition, all the matches on the show were contested in a steel cage. And here are the actual matches that took place. Rob Van Dam defeated James Storm. With the win, Team Hogan would have the man advantage in the lethal lockdown match. Homicide defeated Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Brian Kendrick in an escape match to earn an exhibition title match later in the show. Kevin Nash defeated Eric Young. The beautiful people, Mass and Rain and Velvet Sky, defeated Angelina Love and Tara. With Mass and Rain getting the win, she became the new team named Knockouts Champion. The beautiful people's Knockouts tag team titles were also at stake in the match. Kazarian defeated Shannon Moore and Homicide to retain the TNA X Division title. Team 3D, Brother Ray and Brother Devon defeated The Band, who was, of course, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, in a St. Louis street fight. Kurt Angle defeated Mr. Anderson in an escape match. AJ Styles defeated D'Angelo De Niro to retain the TNA World Heavyweight title. And Team Hogan, who was Abyss, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy, and RBD, defeated Team Flair, who was Sting, Robert Roode, James Storm, and Desmond Wolf in a lethal lockdown match. Had Flair's team won, Hogan would have been banished from TNA. Uh, eight years ago today, we put it at, let's see, uh, 2012. Derek Bateman is declared unofficially the winner of NXT Redemption. The show stopped being a competition in late 2011, and became an alternate WWE Universe show. Bateman was declared a winner because he was the lone man on the show that was never eliminated. This despite the fact that he joined the competition more than four months after it began. Bateman would have have all of one televised match on the main roster, which was a losing effort to Ryback in May of 2012, which was a little over a full year later. Uh, see, uh, seven years ago, seven years ago today, 2013, WWE announced via press release that they were creating a performance center, a place where deve- future WWE talent can develop, and not just wrestlers, but production staff as well. Here is the press release, Stanford, Connecticut, April 18, 2013. Opening this summer, the WWE state-of-the-art performance center will serve as the new home for WWE's talent developmental system, recently rebranded NXT. And create ne- nearly 100 high-wage jobs in Orlando, Florida, with 26,000 square feet, seven training rings, a world-class strength and conditioning program, and cutting-edge editing and production facilities. The new performance center will give WWE the ability to train more potential performers than ever before through a comprehensive program including in-ring training, physical preparedness, and character development. The new center will be the training ground for talent that includes former professional collegiate athletes. Olympians and entertainers and will offer a best in-class sports medicine program, creating a central loca- location for all WWE talent to receive the best care of in and out of the ring. Our economy has created nearly 300,000 new private sector jobs in just over two years, meaning that thousands of Florida families now have the opportunity to pursue their dreams, which was said, of course, Governor Rick Scott. WWE could have chosen anywhere in the world to house a new global performance center, and they chose the Sunshine State Today's announcement that WWE would create nearly 100 more jobs for families in Central Florida. It's further proof that everything we do is geared towards job creation and it's working. We are so excited that WWE has chosen to establish a strange development operations in Central Florida. Said Teresa Jacobs, mayor of Orange County, in addition to strengthen our burgeoning uh, entertainment production industry, the WWE Performance Center brings high-value jobs capital investment, and continued economic expansion to our area. Today's announcement solidifies WWE's presence in Orlando and evolves WWE's partnership with Full Sail University. Last year, WWE and Full Sail announced an innovative partnership that moved live tapings of WWE NXT series. Of course, WWE's weekly one-hour show that broadcasts on WWE.com and in more than 60 countries worldwide to Full Sail Live, the university's stay of the art performance venue. The partnership which created a new student scholarship fund, also allows students of the university's entertainment-focused degree programs, including film, show production, digital arts and design, internet marketing and entertainment business, to gain real-world experience alongside WWE production staff during WWE NXT tapings. The WWE Performance Center and our partnership with Full Sail University are critical to the future of our company, said, of course, Paul Levesque. Of course, you know Triple H, executive vice president of talent and live events for WWE. Orlando is now the home to the next generation of WWE superstars. Collaborating with WWE has elevated the education experience here at Full Sail University by creating many opportunities for our students to gain all-hands experience by being mentored by some of the best minds in the entertainment production industry, said Gary Jones, president of Full Sail University. We are excited to welcome WWE to the neighborhood. and can't wait to see what the future holds for this evolving partnership. The WWE Performance Center would open about three months later in Winter Park, Florida, by three miles from Full Cell University, which is the current home of course of NXT. Five years ago today, 2015, Lucha Underground taped the first half of Ultima Lucha, which shows the show's season finale from the temple in Los Angeles. The first part aired July 29th. The second half of Ultima Lucha, the, the double episode season finale, was taped two days later and aired on August the 5th. Here are the matches that took place here. Cage defeated The Mac in a False Cow Anywhere match. The Disciples of Death, Barrio Negro, El Sinestro de la Muerte, and Trece defeated Angelico Evelice and Son of Havoc to win the Lucha Underground Trio's title. And Drago defeated Hernandez in a Fans Revenge Lumberjack Strap match. This would be Hernandez's final match with Lucha Underground a few days after the taping, Hernandez re-signed the TNA it was soon released after when it was revealed that he was still under contract to Lucha Underground. He told TNA that he was a free agent. In reality, his release of Lucha Underground was, never went through. Hernandez was eventually released from Lucha Underground in late September. <clears throat> Today, ladies and gentlemen, we wish a very happy 59th birthday to Stephen Kenneth Lombardi, or Steve Lombardi for short. <clears throat> Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Lombardi studied biochemistry at St. Francis College before turning to pro wrestling. Steve debuted for the World Wrestling Federation under his real name in July 1983 with a loss to Sweet Hansen. Lombardi would become a regular in WWF programming primarily as an enhancement talent. His first pinfall win didn't come until just before his first anniversary with the company with an upset with Mad Dog Rashawn in Long Island, New York. In January 1989, Lombardi would give birth to his most famous gimmick, the straight fighting Brooklyn Brawler. He wore tattered jeans and a torn New York Yankees shirt. He was matched by Bobby the Brain Heenan, who famously quipped that if you could make Red Rooster a star, he could make anyone a star. The alliance with Heenan was brief as Rooster defeated the Brooklyn Brawler in a pair of televised bouts in the spring of 1989. And Rooster defeated Heenan in short order at WrestleMania V. Lombardi went under a, went under a pair of gimmicks in 1993, first as the short-lived baseball-inspired MVP a relation to the wrestler of, this, of the same ring name, then, a, uh, then, a, then a, as a replacement for Matt Bourne as going to Clown. For a short period, Lombardi also wrestled as Kim Chi, one of the handlers of Kamala. He had multiple stints as Kim Chi when Kamala was in the WWF. By the end of the year, Lombardi reverted back to the Brooklyn Brawler gimmick. It wouldn't last long, though, in the summer of fall 1994, he wrestled as Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. A baseball enthusiast who blamed the fans for the players' strike that ultimately led to the early conclusion of the 1994 Major League Baseball season. The gimmick wouldn't last long as by the end of the year, Lombardi became the Brooklyn baller again, a gimmick he would use for the remainder of his career. Lombardi's biggest win came in September 1997 when he won a 20-man battle royal in Madison Square Garden for a future WWF title match. He would get his first and only WWF championship battle on November 15th against Shawn Michaels, Again, in Madison Square Garden, despite dominating the champion, the Brooklyn Barlow was defeated by Michael. It would be his last high-profile match for the company as Lombardi soon retired from full-time competition. Lombardi became a road agent for the WWF in early 1998, but still competed sporadically respectively, especially when WWE was in the New York City area. Notably defeating Triple H in a handicap match in 2000, appearing in the WrestleMania X-17 gimmick battle royal as Kim Chi, and competing in the AWA Invitational Battle Royal, Royal in July 2003. In a bit of trivia, the Brooklyn brother was Kurt Angle's last win in the WWE in August 2006 at an ECW taping. Angle went to a no contest against Sabu the next week in what would be his final WWE bout. Steve's last bout for the WWE came for Superstars in July 2013 when he was defeated by Ryback. After nearly 33 years with the WWE, Lombardi was released in May of 2016. Uh, let me just make sure that is. Make sure that is correct. Yes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see if we have. Let let, let us see if we have, of course, any. Um, Let's see if we have any other birthdays other than, of course, talking to, uh, other than, of course, um, Steve Lombardi's here. We'll check that out here, folks. Uh, let's see here. Give me just one second. We'll check that out here. Okay. April the eighteenth. No, ladies and gentlemen, that's the only birthday we have today. So happy, like I said, happy birthday of course to the one and the only Brooklyn, like we said, Brooklyn Brawler today, who who turned. What did we say? Uh, yes, 59, happy 59th birthday to the one and the only Brooklyn Brawler here today. Let's give the number one more time here, folks. Uh, of course, one 562 444 Caller ID, of course, 141-364-POUND. This is episode 203 of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, April 18, 2020. We're at 6.27 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here, of course, as we now, of course, we'll switch gears and talk about what, of course, what all took place here, of course, in the radio network here. Um, of course, obviously, a big time talk, talk here about, um, <clears throat> for example, uh, just last night, of course, talking about the fact that the money in the bank pay-per-view apparently is going to be held, it seems, from the WWE uh, headquarters in Connecticut, and they're going to try some sort of method in which whoever gets to the roof of the building first or something and grabs a briefcase or you know, something along those lines, I'm, which is, of course, this kind of kind of odd here. If you really, if you really ponder it, really, really think about it there, uh, folks. Uh, also, also, we were kind of hoping, of course, once again, to have our big time match last night between Danny from Motor park and the King of clubs, Mitt Patel. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we did have Danny on and we did get a chance to hear Danny's thoughts about everything going on here in wrestling. And also we had a couple of practice rounds and some wrestling trivia and all that. But unfortunately, uh, due to uh, prior obligations here apparently Mitt was not able to make it in with us but of course uh, but next week we will of course have that match on next on next uh, <clears throat> next Friday's of course uh, edition of course of WWS Revolution of course it'll be episode number eight hundred and twenty five <clears throat> also of course we did give our leave our thoughts and opinions of course what happened with Raw of course, what happened last night was SmackDown, obviously, of course, AEW and NXT. Uh, we did, that this past Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, between Jay, between the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and also and Mitt as well, have a talk about what took place with this special they had called this Dark Side of the Ring special that they had, which this time profiling, of course, what happened involving the incident involving Hall of Famer Jimmy Snuka's, uh a um, situation involving a, 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 um, a, girl, a girlfriend he, that, uh, that he was seeing, of course, back in the early 80s. And sadly, of course, she lost her life and all that. And, of course, the finger has been pointed at Snuka as being the culprit here for being charged in her murder. So, uh, but, uh, but nonetheless here, uh, but big time talk here indeed. And of course, more, more and more talks here about this whole situation involving what I've been calling, of course, obviously the overhyped flu bug. Uh, it's really kind of affected a lot of things here, uh, <clears throat> and and of course we haven't really we've, we've kind of tried to tone it down a little bit in terms of talking about it because we're we're hearing the same stuff here pretty much all the time about it, folks. And you do what you got to do in order to stay in order to stay keep yourself as safe. And, uh, clean as best as you possibly can and that's what they're saying to do and everybody's taking all necessary precautions here I mean I mean the stay at home thing of course is is of course it's got to grip so hard I mean it's it's it's, it's absolutely it's just actually it's just absolutely absolutely astonishing anybody's able to get through it every day but still like I said we we press on and I do assure you ladies and gentlemen that this is not going to stick this is not going to be as if I've been hearing this might be the new normal my personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be a new normal. This, this, we're going, things are going to go back to the way we've always known. We are going to be able to see each other, uh, of course, uh, out there. You know, we'll be able to shake people's hands. We'll be able to go to live events like concerts, wrestling events, uh, school, church, you name it. We'll be able to go back and do all that here. And you know, things will return back to the way they should be. And we will do everything we possibly can, of course, and you know all that. And everybody's, everybody does everything they possibly can. So, so like I said, I salute everyone that is making every effort possible to do to do their part. And, they like I said, do what you feel is, is necessary. But just, just don't do it just because you're hearing you know, it on the news all the time. Do it because you feel it's the right call. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, my personal three-step plan is Wash your hands, stay clean, and of course, pray. So that's all you pretty much got to do there, <clears throat> my personal opinion. But that's just me. Uh, but of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we did, of course, have some more matches as we talked about more, more classic matchups here from, of course, our WWS Blast from the Past Wrestling Pay Per View Extravaganza. <clears throat> uh, we did have some good discussions, good opinions about all that uh, moments, matches, that sort of thing, like that. We also had, of course, more um, we also of course have more uh, um, let me see we, 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 pre- we pretty much like I said laid everything out on, out there on the table here folks. I mean we just had we do what we keep do what we can, like I said to keep everything like I said in motion here. Um, we did, of course, have lost a lot. We have lost some more folks, sadly. Um, of course, in the world of sports, also in the world of entertainment, also in the world of, um, and and of course, I mean, of course, obviously we've lost some some folks around in in the world of wrestling as well. Um, we did, of course, obviously the big story, obviously that has been talked about here is the number of superstars that was let go by, by WWE, of course, earlier in the week. Uh, apparently WV has not, to my understanding, they have not divulged any reason why they did what they did, but, but you, but but you know that there is, uh, but in the long run there, folks, uh, that, uh, you know, as, as, as I've mentioned, of course, as I said before, I did talk to the Iceman about this offline after hearing about all this earlier in the week. And I did mention this last night on Revolution. So, of course, J.D. and also Fonzie and also Danny. That, you know, the thing is, is that, yes, all these superstars are are 100% talented. Are 100%, like I said, uh, are able to, you know, are able to deliver, you know, <clears throat> bring everything to the table here as best they as best they possibly can. Now, if if this had something to do with the course of the economic situation here because of the pandemic, I mean that might be one story. But I'm sure, like I said, Vince McMahon had other reasons why. And obviously, this was Vince McMahon's call. And of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, Vince McMahon cannot seem to be, it's not, has not been thinking straight in the last, in the, in the last few years anyhow. Uh, so he's just a, <clears throat> he's just a, he's just a downright, as far as I'm concerned, he's a downright dunce. But anyway, like I said, he's pretty much going to regret it whenever all of a sudden he hears that a lot of these men and women that he's let go, especially, you know, Hall of Famers and, you uh, referees, and, of course, great talents, everything from, you know, just recently, you know, even before all this happened, you know, the revival. You no know, left. You know, we heard about all that, and then, of course, we start hearing all this, everybody from, you know, Drake Maverick to um, Sarah Logan to, you know, the referee Mike Kurt the, the Hall of Famer Kurt Angle, the O.C., I mean, let me tell you something. These, all these superstars that have been let go, even the biggest, biggest, uh, biggest, uh, biggest part of it was this week, this past week, of course. That you better believe that New Japan and all the organizations across the way, and also ones definitely AEW, definitely Ring of Honor, definitely Impact, definitely the NWA are looking at all of this talent that was let go. And, you know, they said, you know, they have a, they know a lot of things, you know, about what went on in the WWE and things like that, you know, that they could possibly bring to the table and could possibly utilize a lot of these ideas. But, of course, using possibly a lot better than Vince McMahon ever could. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, they're, I'm sure they're taking their time and they're, I'm sure, even as we speak, of course, working out something, you know, that behind the scenes that so, so, so further back that of course, nobody knows what they knows what they're doing because, you know, they don't want to act too quickly here. Of course, with all this going on with the pandemic, but of course, once all this starts lifting and all that, I would say for the time being, what you got to do now is pure and simple. What I say here is pure and simple. They've, They've got to, you know, they've got to, uh, obviously, like I said, start drawing up some sort of contract, some sort of plans, and start sending the superstars that they feel that that would that would really cut. And all these companies would probably end up would end up, like I said, you know, be jumping at this opportunity that I just mentioned, and just send send them there, you know, email them or um, you know, mail them, mail them. To the their usual way and all that good stuff and say, this is what we like to offer and all that. Would you consider and all, but we want to give you time to do it. We don't want to act too quickly and all that because of what's been going on here with the pandemic situation. And I know a lot, I'm sure you would probably feel the same way, but, but the bottom line here is we would like to offer you an opportunity to be a part of us. Like I said, compete against some of I mean, You are, you are truly a unique talent And and your skills and your personality and your and I'm sure your points of view on things in wrestling could be a valuable asset to our to to what we are doing with our company. And we would love to hear what you would have. We would love to hear what what you would have to to offer. So based upon all that, ladies and gentlemen, based upon all that that you know that they're going to draw up something. They're going to tell, tell these people, they're going to mention, people say, we want you to give yourself some time. We're going to monitor everything going on here with the pandemic. I'm sure you are going to do so as well. And once all this starts coming into play, you know, and once this thing starts lifting all that, things start to become more and more relaxing. We go back to the way we ever, the way things should be. And what we would like for you to do is we would like for you to, like I said, consider it and let us know what you think, what we have planned out. If you like it okay, if not, that's fine. But we don't want you to make a hasty decision because of what's going on right now. I mean, obviously, right now, we want you to stay safe. We want you to be healthy. We want you to take every necessary precaution that that you can for the time being. But just do everything humanly possible. That you can for the time being, and then and you know that, and obviously AEW would, would possibly get a good chunk of them. They wouldn't take them all, but they'd probably take a good chunk of them. And you know, all these great superstars, tag teams, everything like that, are going to really jump up, at the, jump up at the at the opportunity to go to go after. You know, to 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 jump at a new opportunities because I'm sure, like that, that's in their spirit. They they're wrestlers. That's the skill they have. And they could be very, very valuable. Seeing how what they brought into the table at WWE, and and like I said, and, and I'm sure like the Vincent man is probably going to be monitoring everything, and all his people at WWE are going to be monitoring the whole thing and saying, you know what, we we I just made the ultimate, the biggest mistake of my life. So he's been making, and he's been making two two main mistakes, in my personal opinion. And again, I say. Vincent Mann should be pretty much, be, should, be, should consider at some point down the road stepping down and giving the reins to somebody else. Well, it's also even stupid, of course, the fact that, I don't know if it's because of what happened with the situation at WrestleMania or whatever, but apparently WWE is saying you can't use the term Roman Reigns on WWE programming for the time being, which that's kind of stupid. So, I don't know what the deal is with that. I mean, of course, obviously, we've heard that his wife is going to be giving birth to, I think we heard twins, possibly. And you know what? That is, you know, that is, of course, of course, a big congratulations. Of in course, the, in the eye of the storm, as they say, ladies and gentlemen, that is a big time moment right there. Congratulations to, and I'll probably say it, to Roman Reigns and his wife. And, of course, like I said, that I put the daughter together, she's going to be a big, uh, she's going to be a big, uh, <clears throat> uh, um, she's going to be, a, like I said, a big sister, that big time. Um, but, uh, but of course, like I said, we're, fairly, we're still going to talk about it. We'll still, we're still going to mention his name. And, like I said, there's nothing that Vincent Mann can do or say that would make us change our attitude, our mind about it, because we're going to say what we want to say right here, so there you go, so ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much a sum up of what took place here this week, um, and of course, like I said, with the empty arena situation probably continuing on for quite some time, you know, I mean, that's that's not that's not real wrestling, I mean, it's understandable why they're doing it, but like I said before, the, the other point is, there shouldn't be anything going on at all. I mean, if WWE really wants to have a lot of stuff going on, I mean, if AEW was even, of course, AEW is a good. Don't get me wrong, Cody and all them are doing, uh, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> but like but like I said. Apparently they still they still feel the need to compete despite all this going on. So and I think the one that's pretty much instigating the whole thing obviously is Vince McMahon himself. But, but we'll just have to wait and see what all happens there with that. Let's give you the phone number one more time, folks. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID of course 141-364 pound. This is of course 643 PM. Of course, this is Saturday, April 18th, 2020. Uh, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you here, of course, wrestling the panel, we can cut the handle, taking it easy here today. Uh, be sure, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, be sure to check out, of course, WWS this morning, tomorrow morning, starting around eight o'clock. As we, of course, would bring you tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays, plus also some wrestling news tidbits here for, of course, for, for a full hour here. Uh, <clears throat> and then, of course, a lot of folks, unfortunately, for the, I would say, on your way to your Sunday service, but of course, right now there is no Sunday services going on. But you know what? But like I said, without everything else that you that you might be planning on doing like say, on on a low-key basis. But still, by all means, please try please try to stop by and listen in. Offer up some comments, offer up some thoughts there if you wish. And we'd love to hear from you about anything that's been going on here. Plus, we'll also, ladies and you know, gentlemen, I will give you updates about where our live video feeds will be. Or next week's uh, lineup of shows, of course, Revolution on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, and also Wolfpack on Thursday. So be sure to check that out, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Uh, Caller ID, of course, 805 8613 pound. Of course, 1605 562 0444. Be sure to join us tomorrow morning, of course, for WWS this morning. Of course, part of the radio network right here on talkshoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see what we have here. If we have any any wrestling um, wrestling stories here of course um, any recent um, recent stories that has been posted uh, from our good friends of course at 411mania i will go ahead while we get this up and running let you know here that of course 411mania.com has been doing their has been doing a terrific job in staying on top of everything going on here in wrestling despite all this here as well and i do ha- i personally do hand it to The guys there at 411Mania.com, at uh, 411Mania.com, for of course continuing to post all these great stories here. Uh, And also, I do want to thank our friends at 411Mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network. For reading their stories on all of our shows, of course, um, obviously, um, of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, of course, WWS Raw Radio, Power Hour, uh, WWS Outside of the Ropes, of course, WWS This Morning, among other shows. Uh, and let's see, I think uh, we might have, uh, uh, let me see here. Um, uh, I do have, I, I do, of course, uh, also will read some stories that, of course, that you might hear on WWs outside the ropes. Of course, you know, they might be older ones, but still, uh, but I'll bring those, I'll bring those up to speed there as well as, of course, several, um, let's see here, of course. Of course, it was it was discussed. Of course, obviously about the Zack Ryder not accepting any bookings right now, obviously because of the pandemic. Of course, we did talk about and also WWE. I I will also note that WWE did not divulge any information as to why they didn't want Roman Reigns mentioned on TV anymore. Although, of course, some speculation could be would be because of either a the fact that him and his wife are expecting uh, twins soon. Or B, right? the fact that he pulled out of WrestleMania 36 not too long before it before it came before it came about. So, um, so we don't know. So, like I said, that will of course, obviously, that will obviously be of course uh, <clears throat> something that of course it will be brought, brought to light here, hopefully here again very very soon. Okay, um, our first first wrestling story for i411 Mania here. But if we can get that, uh, trying to get that worked on here. Okay, uh, some WWE news right here. courtesy if our friend Ashisha, came out yesterday. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of people have probably been kind of curious about this about who produced the match between Edge and Orton at WrestleMania 36. Also, Seth Rollins helps at an animal shelter. And also Braun Strowman uh, grants a make a wish request. Uh, of course of course w- WB, of course has been a very, very uh, very big time here, of course, in uh, in and helping of course children through the through the infamous make a wish program. And of course, I think John Cena has done has done a bunch over the years. Uh, I think even as early, even I think much earlier, I think Hulk Cogan back in the day actually did some for that same organization there as well. So they've been very instrumental there. The Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that Jamie Noble was the producer of the Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match of WrestleMania 36. So believe it or not, it was Jamie Noble. My goodness. Also, like I said, gentlemen, Braun Strowman is encouraging fans to share messages of hope for make a wish kids. And this is what Braun said on his Twitter handle here. Now more than ever, the world needs the hope of a wish. Join me in bringing Make a Wish Kids encouragement by sharing a message of hope. Poster message tagging at Make a Wish and at and hashtag wishes are waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, I can you know what I can't I can say, you know, Braun Strowman is one of the toughest guys. In their history of WWE. But let me tell you something. hes He's got the softest. He's got the biggest heart. That's even bigger than his whole body. Uh, I got to hand it to him right there. To the current universal champion there. So, absolutely. That was posted at 1245 p.m. Of course uh, yesterday afternoon. Also ladies and gentlemen. The NBC affiliate in Davenport Iowa. Has a story about how Seth Rollins. And his cousin's pizza place. Donated $1,000. To a local animal shelter so definitely check definitely check on that there if you want to of course uh, uh, if you definitely want to look in on that uh, of course obviously one one um, this one that I think this popped up here of course today um, uh, 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 Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today as apparently now Cassius Oh No is reportedly among the layoffs and those that WWE conducted here just recently. So let's see what this is all about here. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer and F4WOnline.com, Cassius Ono, sorry about that here, folks. Cassius Ono was among the layoffs and towns that were released or furloughed by WWE. Rumors and speculation had started circulating on his status when his profile was moved to the alumni section of WWE. Dot com. It's not confirmed if Ono was among the talents who were cut from the roster or furloughed. His profile being moved to the alumni section of the website. Ono has not publicly com- commented on his status. However, his Twitter account handle currently lists him as WWE alumni. Recently, Cassius Ono has, had been a part of the NXT UK roster and he also did work as a coach and trainer. He returned to WWE under the NXT banner back in 2016. Uh, let's see. As previously reported, some of WWE producers and employees who, who were furloughed by WWE this week due, due to changes brought about by this pandemic, and they were not technically fired. It's possible some of the furloughed employees might be brought back later. And as an information packet given to furloughed employees also stated that WWE is reserving the right to extend the length or terminate the period of the of the furlough at the company's discretion. Of course, of course, you can also there's a link right here if you want to see the full list of released and or furloughed WWE wrestlers, producers, and staff right here on this page if you want to, of course, uh, check, if you want to, of course, check that out. So let's see here. Uh, let's see here. And that's, that's pretty much what we got for the most part in terms of, uh, of, of wrestling stories here. Let's see what we have. Um, uh, uh, let's see here. Let's this. Let's see. Let's see here. We're still we're still looking here, folks. Okay. Um. All right. here are a couple of here are a couple of course or stories that you that we might that you might hear us talk about on wws outside the ropes. <clears throat> but we did not get, mm-hmm. get to these here until a little bit later on <clears throat> as give us a second here folks how we try to of course get this pulled up here just a little bit slow here. I will go ahead and let everybody know, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that we do have, that we do have, of course, like I said, for those of you who, of course, uh, um, are, like I said, are looking for something to, uh, to, to look to um, view and everything with, of course, obviously the coronavirus pandemic, of course, obviously, uh, with the, with the, of course, the infamous pandemic, of course, kind of plaguing everyone. Uh, um, That I do have, of course, several, we do have several things up here, ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, will uh um that will that uh, that will of course kind of ease the the burden there and kind of take away a lot of the boredom away and as of course ladies and gentlemen obviously the uh <clears throat> and as of course obviously we we do have of course a lot of uh we do have a lot of course of things up currently right now on several of our pages of course here in wws uh first of all ladies and gentlemen i will go ahead and let you know that we do have of course uh um on our page nascar us of course high octane history of course have posted a lot of uh, uh full the full races ladies and gentlemen uh, and a lot of these races, of course, were dating back from the 50s all the way to, of course, more recently. Uh, we've got, so, like I said, 50s to 60s to 70s to 80s to 90s and early, early, mid and up to, of course, recently as well of uh, 2000s, of course. Um, these are the full-blown races, ladies and gentlemen. These are not, of course, uh, these are not, of course, uh, like clips of anything. These are the full-blown races indeed so definitely check that out here today like i said at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash nascar us history also ladies and gentlemen if you wish to do so um if uh, of course reminiscent about an old car that you had of course a car truck suv something like that from back in the day foreign or domestic makes no difference we of course also have a page up that we've dedicated to the you might have seen a lot of these videos on youtube called the motor week Metro. Retro reviews. Well, these were reviews that came out back around that they were talking about cars from back in the 70s, the 80s, and 90s, and early 2000s. Uh, it is called MotorWeek Retro Review: Cars of the Past. If you care to, we got a lot of those, we got a lot of those for the, for your viewing pleasure. If you care to, of course, join the group and see what we have listed right there. Some uh, a lot of interesting ones there, indeed. You know, talking about everything like I said: cars, trucks, vans, uh, SUVs. Um, but uh, a lot of these were like that some cars may not be as big and popular than others, but still, it's a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of interesting reads, uh, listen, uh, watches and watched and read and all that stuff. So, definitely check it out there, of course. If you like to join it, ladies and gentlemen, it is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash motorweek retro cars. If you care, of course, to join us there, that care to join the group there and, uh, and looking at what we got. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on our page, WWS Sports Roundup, of course, as you know, we've been posting a lot of the um, Masters recaps. Of course, even even more recently, we were able to find the, the final round. This is the, 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 the recaps of the final round of the Masters tournaments. Some date back from the 60s all the way through, of course, even though we did find the one from last year uh, as well. We got that posted on there as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we've got other sports moments as well. Full, the full blown games. Uh, you've got some baseball. You got some pro and college football on there. We're working on getting on. We're working on getting some basketball. We're working on getting some hockey. In addition to, of course, to a lot of your sports news and views there, of course, uh, uh, that's currently that's currently present there as well. Kind of all kind of jumbled up and mixed in right there. Kind of a variety of things there, folks. So be sure to check that out there as well at Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash WWS sports time. And also ladies and gentlemen, if you wanted, if you, if you're getting a little bit tired with what's going on here in the current wrestling scene due to the pandemic and I'd like to go back and reminisce about moments from, from all the way back from the seventies, all the way through the early, early and mid two thousands and all that good, great stuff. Uh, when it was actually uh, great great, decent and watchable, uh, check out the nXt NXTNG Video Vault, where we have a lot of moments posted there as well. Uh, like I said, we have matches, moments. We got full-blown shows of everything from the red, old wrestling challenges to the old superstars of wrestling. Uh, even to even, of course, uh, full uh, w episodes of WCW. I think Nitro and Thunder. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we got some full cool pay-per-views, including a couple. I think I know we do have. One I just looked at here just this actually last night was star cave from 1991 that we posted on there a, a while back. So definitely check so definitely check that out here as well. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WSWUS NXTNG United if you care to of course list, look in on of course some of those past wrestling moments there as well. Um, it is, it might, you might find a lot of them pretty interesting there. So we've got a whole lot going on in WWUS to help you beat the monotony of having to the stay home thing due to this pandemic. So be sure to check out everything we've got going on here in WWUS here today. Uh, sorry about the delay here, ladies and gentlemen. But we have several pop culture stories we'll bring in before we leave you here for the night. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brought out this story here right yesterday as the San Diego Comic-Con officially it has been officially canceled for the first time in the history of the convention for the first time in 50 years there will be there will not be a san diego comic con this year comic con international has announced that the yearly convention which was scheduled to take place from July 23 through 26 has been canceled per thr i think that's the hollywood reporter extraordinary people require extraordinary measures and while we are sad to take this action we know it is the right decision, said Comic-Con spoke, spokesperson David Glanzer. We eagerly look forward to the time when we can all meet again and share in the community we all love and enjoy. The convention will return in 2021 from July 22nd to the 25th, and people who brought, bought badges for 2020 can either request a refund or transfer their badges to be good for next year's San Diego Comic-Con. People who booked hotels for the cons via On Peak will automatically receive refunds without, without the need to do anything. The convention began back in 1970 and has become one of the, has become, become the, one, the, 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 the premier pop culture event of the year, with studios and comic book companies alike coming to show off its wares, particularly in the fabled Hall H panels. The cancellation comes as a result, of course, of the ongoing pandemic, with California Governor Gavin Newsom recommending that gatherings of 250 people or more be canceled or postponed to prevent the spread of the disease. And, of course, that's and of course, the, the governor, of course, obviously might have a little bit of a screw loose because, I mean, obviously that's not going to prevent anything. So, uh, uh, but there, but that's just, again, ladies and gentlemen, my own personal opinion here. And some folks may feel that way. Some may not. So, uh, of course, story came out. Uh, let me see here on Thursday from Jeremy Thomas. I didn't get a chance to read this, but I definitely like to read this. Uh, Peacock, of course, as you know, of course, NBC reveals its first trailers for the revivals, for revivals of uh, Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. Uh, of course, remember these iconic shows. Peacock is sent to launch, it has to do with NBC, of course, It's set to launch wide for everyone in July. And the streaming service has revealed trailers for their, trailers for their Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster revivals. Of course, the, the first trailers are right on this, on this, on this page. We're going to read it for the two shows which see the classic series resurrected as part of the NBC Universal streaming platform. Stay by the Bell brings back Mario Lopez back, back as A.C. Slater, Elizabeth Berkeley as Jesse Spano, Tiffany Amber Thiessen as Ken, Kelly Kapowski, and Mark Paul Gossier as Zach Morris. The series returns to Bayside High where Zach's son, Mac, is now at school following in his father's footsteps. Of course if you want to check out of course that trailer that trailer's on here for that. We might we might might, might play that here. We might look at that myself a little bit later on. Meanwhile, Punky Brewster brings the 1980 sitcom back to the screen with Soleil Moon reprising a role as the titular character. All grown up, the precocious child is now raising three kids as a single mom when she meets an orphan girl who reminds her of the child that she used to be and she has to help and she has to help her get back on her feet. Freddie Prinze Jr. is set to play Punky's ex-husband, Travis. Both shows are sent to launch on Peacock, which is set to launch wide in July with select Xfinity Flex and X1 customers already able to access it. The two shows do not have premiere dates right now as of this time. So we can't wait to see that revival, ladies and gentlemen, of two iconic shows that are Safe by the Bell and Punky Brewster. Uh... Uh, let's see here. One, uh, one other here. story, very, very fascinating story right here. Definitely, definitely got to look at this here. Jeremy Thomas brought up the story on Thursday as well. As Alicia Silverstone said, she would like to revisit the role of Batgirl. Perhaps one of Alicia Silverstone's least iconic roles in the 1990s is that of Batgirl from the movie Batman and Robin. But she'd be willing to revisit it. Silverstone spoke with Collider for a new interview and discussed the infamous film, which was memorably hated and put a screeching halt on the Batman franchise until Christopher Nolan re-energized it. When asked if she had any fond memories of the film, Silverstone said, I mean, I loved all my scenes without Michael Goo, who, of course, had played Alfred the butler. Michael Goo is a dream, and I just love that man so much. So, you know, just being with him was incredible and lovely. I'm trying to think what else I'd be proud of. I mean, I like it when I get to do the fighting scene with Uma Thurman. That was fun. I like it to do it all over again as this woman. I think it would be much better. The film starred Silverstone alongside George Clooney, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chris O'Donnell, and Ubin Thurman and was directed by Joe Schumacher. Designed to be be, be made more family-friendly than the Tim Burton films, the movie was largely hated, but not a financial success with just $107.3 million domestic and $238.2 million worldwide against a $160 million budget. Plans for a fifth film were scuttled. And of course, as we said, Christopher Nolan took that over later on and brought back, of course, you know, Batman begins in the dark night, so on and so forth. But I would like to see, of course, Alicia Silverstone, of course, come back because she was actually kind of hot as uh, as the one and only Batgirl right there. A lot of people kind of thought that. And this was something we definitely reported here the last couple of nights here, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. A uh, very somber passing of a very big time actor, legendary actor here, indeed. Uh, Jimmy Thomas posted this on Thursday, but I will definitely read the story. I think J.D. may have probably read it a couple of times, but i like to read it one more time here. Uh, legendary character actor and co-star of the movie Tommy Boy, Brian Dennehy, sadly, has passed away. Brian Dennehy, the legendary character actor who starred in everything from Tommy Tommy's Boy uh, and First Blood to FX and Romeo and Juliet, sadly, has passed away. Deadline reports that Dennehy passed away on Wednesday of natural causes at his home in New Haven, Connecticut. He was 81 years old. Dennehy was one of the more recognizable character actors of the last four decades, with almost 200 screen credits to his name. His career began with small guest television roles in the 1970s on shows like Kojak, Serpico, MASH, and Dallas. It was 1982 when he saw his breakthrough film role as Sheriff Will Teasel in First Blood. It was actually his second film alongside Sylvester Stallone, having appeared in 1978's Fist. Then he would go on to star in such films as Rocky Park, Cocoon, Silverado, FX, and FX2, Blue Heat, and more movies. Modern audiences perhaps best know Dennehy as the father of Chris Farley's character in the movie Tommy Boy. He would go on after that to play the head of House Montague in Romeo and Juliet among a host of other roles. He also had a prolific TV career over the last couple of decades in such varied shows as Just Shoot Me, The West Wing, The Blacklist, Rizzoli and Isles, and 30 Rock. Not to be outdone by screen credit, Dennehy had quite the stage career as well well with two Tony Awards to his name and relationship with Chicago's Goodman Theater that ran for decades where he did a host of adaptations of Eugene O'Neill's works. On behalf, of course, of 411 Mania and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the WSWS Radio Network, our condolences go out to the family, friends, family, friends and many fans of Mr. Dennehy. He will be, of course, solely, solely missed. <clears throat> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, what a terrific actor he was, indeed. Uh, but, uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, his role in First Blood I as mean, the sheriff, I mean, that was I mean, that was dynamite. That role was 100% absolutely dynamite, in my personal opinion. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, I do thank you very much here for joining us here tonight for episode 203 of, of WWS Power Hour. Of course, Mr. WSW's Chad Hinshaw here with you here. Um, and also, of course, I definitely during the week, I definitely want to thank, of course, members of our panel, way too tough to handle, including, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo as well as, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Also, I definitely want to thank the heartbreak kid, Fonzie. Uh, I know he, the last couple of nights, he had, was not feeling that well. We're hoping that he's okay now. We sent out our prayers to him. Also, definitely last night, definitely want to thank Danny from Oak Park. Also, want to thank the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, for joining us here this week. Also, we did hear from several other folks here, of course, especially on our live video feeds. And we apologize, of course, for... What happened to some of our feeds, of course, the last couple of nights, we are still investigating that problem. As soon as we have that all resolved, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, get back with you and try to, of course, get that uh, fixed up as soon as we possibly can. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to join me tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for WWS this morning. As we said, of course, we'll talk about, of course, um, the latest uh, wrestling news news tidbits off 411mania.com. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays here as well. Plus, also give you an update on where our live video feeds will be uh, this coming week here in the radio network. So be sure to catch us, us, of course, tomorrow morning for that. 805-8613-POUND. Be sure to join us for that indeed. Power Hour Episode 203 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. We, of course, are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to visit uh, Perpetual Uniquity, of course, on eBay. eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. Of course, um, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive individual. Of course, a lot of great items posted on there. Be sure, to, of course, to uh, check out what we have in store there. More stuff to come here very, very very soon. So Be sure to listen in on that. And also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety, of course, on Facebook. Facebook Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD Sales Variety. Of course, we'll be getting some more uh, lists posted up here very, very soon. Remember, of course, DVDs and Blu-rays with one or two discs in each set are worth $1. DVDs and Blu-rays with three or more discs in each set are worth $2. Also, folks, do not forget, of course, DVDs in the Little Jewel cases are worth $0.50 apiece. And also, ladies and gentlemen, as we did as we did talk about this week as well, uh, the four-disc set of movies starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, Commando, The Running Man, Predator, and Total Recall. Of course, that set is uh, originally, of course, $3. We have marked it down to $2. Uh, of course, comes it in, comes in a very nice-looking case here. Uh, <clears throat> all DVDs are in working condition. Every, every single DVD and Blu-ray listed on our page is in, been, uh, is, in, is in good working condition. All have been inspected by, of course, by yours truly. And, we, <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have any questions, just hit me up, of course, personally. And I'll be more than happy, of course, to show you, of course, the case, the condition of the case, the condition of the disc front and back, and like I said, that is your be your decision, of course, to make if you would like to purchase it or not. So be sure to check us out here today. More movies to come, ladies and gentlemen. You might see some that might be already have up there, but of course that means we just have, like I said that, that everybody will have an opportunity to choose. Everybody will have an opportunity to choose the same movie if they like. So. And Like I said, remember our motto here at Bulldog DVD Sales: Variety. We take a bite out of the cost, so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check us out here, of course, today. <clears throat> of course, ladies, of course, be sure to check out everything we have going on here. Of course, our, including, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget our Blast in the Past Wrestling Pay Per View Facebook page. We are still working on getting some more matches posted on the page, and of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions about. Each and everything that we post on here. Uh, what was your impression about each and every moment? Be sure to check it out, of course, here today. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS blast from the past. So be sure to check it out there today as well. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is of course the one and the only the WCWS Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we close things off with our closing theme of the evening, which is, of course, if you remember the, T- the the classic TV show, of course, Kung Fu, the Legend continues. This is, of course, the opening theme to, of course, that show. So be sure, to, so, so be sure to check it out. We'll play it now. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning on WWS This morning. Take care and God bless, folks. And by all means, please stay safe. No! <laughs> Take care and God bless, folks, and stay safe. This is WWS Radio. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.